Welcome to HeCast, the official podcast of He Changed It. As always, I am Mike Chisholm. Uh, I am very excited to be here. As always, I say that every time we open these things, it almost could be my damn tagline. I get, uh, but it is, it's, it's the funnest time of my week is when I get to have conversations with interesting people and talk a little bit about He Changed It, where it's going. Um, it's neat. More people are downloading the app every, every week now. It's, uh, it's still, you know, kind of just in beta. All these new little features are being added all of the time. It's, it's an exciting thing to see. And it's really neat as the microscope kind of uh, becomes more public and people are taking a look at He Changed It. It's really neat to see the reaction and how many people keep saying to us, um, to, to my wife, Candy, the CEO, is how, how needed this is, how there needs to be a place for men to... Uh, be able to express themselves, be able to talk about things um, in a safe way, um, to use that V word, to be vulnerable. And it's it's just, it's crazy knowing that we've been working on this. So I've been watching Candy and her team work on this for a couple of years now. And uh, and now it's it's starting to get more publicized. We haven't even really started marketing the thing yet, but there's a there is a, an undercurrent of enthusiasm that is just washing over us. And it is very awesome to see. With that, uh, more people, as the net kind of spreads out a little bit, more people are entering our sphere. And our guest today uh, is is one of those people. Now, um, for those of you who don't know me, I'm a massive music fan, okay? Music has been, uh, I think part of the reason that I haven't needed or haven't had to go through a ton of therapy, I've been through trauma in my life, all sorts of stuff, stuff that I'll get into here eventually, as we go through this stuff, uh, this, this podcast. Um, but you know, I think that one of the therapies that have been there for me without me even knowing it has been music and I love music of all types. And when I, um, when I started looking into our guest today and, and some of his influences, uh, one of the first influences that, 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 that hit him and hit me was, uh, when I saw that what he would likes is it's Michael Jackson. And I, Michael Jackson was my very first kind of artist that I just kind of poured myself into and really, really um, was enthralled with. And so today we have a singer from the UK that is going to be on the podcast. His name is Ewood. Now, um, E-W-O-O-D, and the single is called I Don't Know. All right. So what you want to do is maybe pause the podcast, maybe jump on YouTube. I know we're putting the video uh, in, in He Changed It, but this is an incredible video And um, I promise you, if you listen to the song right now, and then you listen to the song after you hear this interview, you will hear the song in a new way. Because this song, I don't know if it's just a song. I think he would took a piece of himself and turned it into music. And I want to talk to him about that. Um, So without further ado, I would like to welcome Ewood to uh, HeCast. Ewood, thank you very much for taking time out of your uh, I guess it's uh, late night over in the UK right now. Thank you for taking time to be here, man. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. Thank you. It's a genuine pleasure. Um, before we get into the song and where you're at and all these things, um, so so Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, so you got this kind of acoustic soul sort of a style in your recording, hey? Yeah, well, I'm a big fan. Um, yeah, what else can I say? Uh, I grew up listening to them, uh, this is something that just, you know, music, it's it's good for your soul. Music, it's good for for everything, I think, you know? And I, I just wanted to, you know, 
how I felt when I listened to uh, Michael Jackson. I wanted to do the same when I create my own music, you know. I just want to invite you through a journey. And uh, yes, I, I think the power of music, it's huge, you know. It is for me, to, it's, it stirs my soul. Um, when did you start playing and singing? Is this something that happened later in life or was it instant, immediate when you were a child? Uh, when I was younger, I remember, I think I was around six and I remember watching TV and it was Michael Jackson. And I think it was during uh, the bad tour. Yeah. Yep. And I remember thinking, oh my God, who is this guy? Um, and I just liked the energy, the music, the vibe, uh, everything. And I remember feeling, oh, this is what I want to do. Like so much um, joy. It was able to bring so much joy, you know, and yeah. I think for an hour and a half, you can forget about your worries, your troubles, everything, and just enjoy the show, the music. And, and at that age, I just felt like, oh, this is something that I want to do. I want to entertain people. I want to give people joy. I want people to, yeah, just have good time, you know? So yeah, I was very young. and. I started to study uh, music at the conservatory and then I studied dance and yes, at a very young age, but it was difficult in the beginning because my parents were uh, worried, you know, because uh, being a singer, it's, uh, it's a tough road, you know? So I was not easy in the beginning, but now uh, I think they, yeah. They are very proud of me. <laughs> well, I, uh, I I understand the hesitation. Our generation is uh, was raised that if you're going to go into the arts as a career, um, yeah. a lot of I don't know about you, but for me, a lot of my friends were really dissuaded from 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 doing that. We were kind of taught to go out there and and get a good job with some good benefits that had some good potential to it that you could stay with for a long time, and. Yeah. Uh, Going into the arts like that certainly doesn't provide anything like that very often, does it? Mm, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I agree. And I have so many friends uh, around me uh, during that time. Uh, it was the same, you know. Uh, they, they felt like maybe it was not the right thing to do. So they just decided, okay, I'm going to give up and, and do something else. But me, I knew that deep deep inside uh there was like it was music and nothing else you know it was music and nothing else so i just you know i was focused on my journey and what i want to do that's amazing and it's inspiring it's it's inspiring to tell people that because i think that there are a lot of artists that are working day jobs right now and maybe they maybe that dream of, uh, of, of, of being able to express themselves that way is being stifled because of everyday life. And, and I just, I'm grateful that you are in a position that you get to do um, what you love to do so much and, and the ups and the downs that come with that. And, and my God, the music business is just, it is a, it is a, it is a hard business. And um, yeah. I just, I just am really grateful that when I listen to you, that you are still coming out. You can tell that, that, that you're extremely authentic 
in who you are. And I want to move to that. I want to talk about your, uh, your latest single. Um, I don't know it's called. Mm -hmm. And, um, I guess I want to, the first thing that I want to do is I want to ask you, and, and, you know, when we talk about, he changed it, we talk about all of the pillars of mental, of, of, of wellness and, uh, mental wellness is really, really important. And, um, the song, was it therapy for you? Was it an expression? Obviously it came from a place of, uh, some trauma, some yeah. trauma was there and, and this song was the result. Can you talk a little bit about um, where, where this song came from? And then I want to dissect it a little bit. Yeah, well, um, so my first single, so I don't know, it's I wanted to express how I felt because I remember uh, during that time, people were asking me, so Ewood, how are you? How do you feel? And I remember uh, I replied, well, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. And this is exactly what I say in the song. Um, I went through uh, a very, very tough time. Um, everything was happening at the same time. Uh, um, I was on tour, my first tour, and I mm -hmm. lost my voice, but it was too late to uh, cancel those shows. And I knew like, if I, if I was going to cancel those shows, I don't think I will be uh, talking to you today, you know, because in the music business, sometimes you just have one chance and yes. throw it, then it's done. So I just carry on and I, it was very difficult. And at the same time, I broke up with my girlfriend also a few years, uh, you know, before I went on tour, I lost one of my brothers. So, and I was in denial. So, and I, and I know uh, that when um, I lost my voice, it was because I never really uh, spoke about the death of my brother, you know? So when you are in denial, sometimes things happen in, in your body and me, it was my voice. And it was just a sign to let me know, okay, it would, it's time for you to face uh, the reality. It's time for you to, uh, stop trying to avoid, you know, what is happening, just face it. And, and so when, when I wanted to express how I felt, I remember it, it's crazy because when I wrote that song, I was working with uh, one of my musicians and we, we were having uh, an appointment. I think it was on Monday and on Sunday I told him, well, okay, so the song is ready, but the song was not ready. And it was only when I, I was going to his house uh, on Monday. So I was writing the lyrics because I, was, I didn't know how to express it. And I was like, okay, so what do I want to say? And then it, it, this is like, I was writing down, okay. Uh, I was mad to have a thing that you will never let me down. Um, on, on when I said, um, I don't know, I don't know how I feel. Um, it was just, yeah, it was just something that I don't know how to explain. It just happened. And yeah. Well, let me, uh, we, we've talked about this on the podcast with various guests. We had a men's coach on a few weeks back and um, there were some other, uh, other guests this has come up with too, where we live in a society right now when somebody asks you how you're doing, you know, and I don't know if it's the same in the UK as it is in here in North America, but I assume it is where people are saying, hey, how's it going? How you doing? 
and we just say, oh, good. Oh, I'm fine. Yeah. Everything's yeah. fine. And for you to even articulate, you know, I don't know, that idea. There's a lot of guys out there who go through big trauma. They go through small trauma, but they go through trauma and they just say fine when somebody asks them. They, don't, mm-hmm. they, they, they can't even articulate that they don't know. And yeah. uh, I, I, love, I love that you are being so open to the idea of saying, hey, you know what? I don't know how I feel. And yeah. it translates so, man, like I say, it's like you're pouring your heart out. Even well, as you, as you do the you. video and you, yeah, it's, it's an amazing um, thing. And, and just being able to be that authentic with that one response. But then I go into, the, into some of the words of the song, you know, I carry on, stayed strong, hold on. I will explain, you know, um, walking in the rain, losing who I am. These, yeah. are, these, are, these are things that I hear these words and I go to places in my life where things aren't fine and I can identify with this stuff. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, it's, uh, um, I feel we live in a, in a society where us men, it's very difficult for us to open up because we are raised in a society where we're not supposed to cry. We're not supposed to show our emotions. And, and when someone tried to, then there's a, some people are going to say, oh, come on, man up, yeah. you know, yeah. don't be a pussy, those kind of yeah. stuff. And I hope uh, we're going to be in a place where people feel comfortable to explain, to express themselves. Um, because I don't think there is any, there is something wrong when you want to open up and just tell people how you feel, you know, I don't think it's weak, you know, I don't think it's weak and I don't think it's weak if you cry. And I think we, we have a lot of work to do about that, like to change the narrative about, about that. And that's the reason why, uh, there is many men who, uh, to their their own lives, you know the the number of men, you know, uh, dying from suicide. It's it's huge, and I feel it's also because of that because some of them are uh, afraid to be judged. Uh, they know they don't know how to address it, and and really, I want to change the narrative, which is so many people suffering. And they just feel that the only option is to die. Yes. yes. We, we talk about this. Um, you know, the whole reason why he changed it was, was, is create, was created was because of this. You know, the World Health Organization talked about what you're talking about, these statistics that are out there, as a, a silent crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, men are in a, a, a critical silent crisis where at the end of the day, um, if we could just express ourselves, if we could, I like to say to let some pressure out of the, you know, to hit the pressure valve and let some pressure out of the balloon, you know, because it's so, it's the pressure is so intense and all we got to do is just find ways to release a little bit of that pressure. Um, Mm -hmm. We could have completely different results. Um, Speak to this a little bit. I I appreciate where you're coming from. One of the other things too, is I don't know if you're aware of this or not, uh, but he changed it is actually trying to take back a phrase and you've mentioned it a couple of times already. We're trying to take back the phrase man up and we're trying to turn it into something else instead of the, um, the classic stigma 
uh, like you described so well, so articulately. Um, we're trying to make man up be, um, okay, I'm going through something. I got to man up. I got to be vulnerable. I got yeah. I, I to gotta meditate. I got to go talk to somebody. I got to write a song. I got to sing something. I got I to gotta do something. I got to go to some counseling. I got to do something. I got to take responsibility for how I'm feeling and, and try and solve that. We're trying to take back that phrase and turn it into that. So I, yeah. just, uh, I just appreciate it. And you didn't, I don't think you knew that coming into this. So very no. interesting, um, your choice of words in the same wavelength that we are on right now. I want to ask you a question. Um, I feel like, you know, we talk about artists and how important, you know, pop culture, uh, visual arts, movies, music, all that stuff is. And I mean, it's the industries, when you get to the top of them, they're, they're huge industries, all the money that's in them. I mean, huge, huge, huge. I think, and I'm very grateful for this, that artists many times lead the charge when it comes to things like this. When I, when I think about, I was a huge Public Enemy fan growing up, you know, and it wasn't just because of, you know, the beats that came out from the bomb squad, it was because um, Chuck D was, was talking about real things. And, and as a, a white suburban kid, I, I heard about racial inequality from artists, yes. you know, and I think about some of these things. I feel like the next level is going to be artists leading the charge to create awareness about mental health and, and yes. men specifically. Um, I know you probably don't think about that when you're writing your songs because you're just pouring yourself out. But as I say that, how do you feel about that? How do you and your musician friends feel about leading the charge when it comes to things like that? Yeah, I think, I think you're right because um, um, I, I feel there is some people don't feel comfortable yet to open up about mental health. But many people now realize how important mental health is. I feel it has to be the priority because I believe if you want to be happy, you have to be happy with yourself first, and then you will be happy with someone else. But it comes with um, your mental health. And I always mm -hmm. said mental health has to be... Um, we have, to, we have to speak about mental health the same way we speak about the weather. You know, it has to be something you speak, we, we speak about every day. For example, you know, when you, when you were younger and you were having breakfast with your, your parents before going to school, and instead of, oh, you know, how's the weather today? I think it will be, you know, how is your mental health today? How do you feel? Yeah. Those kind of stuff. And I think with us artists, we might be the right, because we are on TV or, you know, we're writing songs and you're performing on stage. Um, yes, we, we are in a place where we can, you know, open up more about mental health and, and speak about the stigma around mental health and especially us men, because I don't want to, to say that women, they don't suffer from mental health, but, uh, like I said, for us, it's still, to this day, it's difficult for, for us to explain to how we feel and to open up. So, yes, I agree. And, and some of, of my friends who are singers as well, they also now write about, um, you know, depression, uh, suicide, 
you know, everything around mental health. Yeah. And with the pandemic, some people maybe in the past used to feel, oh, you know, mental health, it's not that important. But now I guess they realize, oh, since we've all been stuck in our house, you know, mm-hmm. we, I think more people now understand, oh, well, I remember I've seen those guys speaking about mental health. Well, they were right because today I don't feel, I don't feel okay. So mental health really has to be something we spoke about in the society more. And that's why I use the example of the weather. I think if we can go to that place where we can speak about it every day, I think it's going to be a major change. And that's what I'm trying to do with my platform, with my music. Um, I really want things to be different. I, I know it's not going to be overnight, but I just want to be part of the conversation. Does it make sense? So, oh, it makes perfect sense. It's, it's, uh, um, I want to ask you a little bit. Now, it's, it's, it's interesting to me that your body gave you kind of uh, the warning, you know, warning lights. The train is coming. The train is coming. The train is coming. When you were going through this trauma, this extreme trauma on many different fronts, emotional, uh, you know, family, of course, uh, tragic yeah. loss, things like that. And, and your body kind of took away from you the one thing that you would not want it to take away. Like if you would have had the, uh, you know, the, the option to lose your, your left foot or your voice, you probably would have picked your foot. Your voice is, that, that, that's kind of everything, but your body said no. And it took away your voice and it made you have to take inventory and it made you take a look at yourself. Um, there's a lot of guys who listen to this podcast that are maybe in a similar situation, maybe not as extreme, but at the end of the day, um, the lights are flashing a little bit. Do you yeah. have any practical exercises or advice or techniques that you uh, worked on other than writing this amazing music? Was there anything that you did, uh, new habits that you created, things that you learned that you can kind of, um, any nuggets of wisdom you can drop, you would? Uh, well, I went to therapy uh, and also yoga. Um, yes, changed my life. Um, because as soon as I start to speak about what happened to me, mm-hmm. I just noticed some change. You know, it lasts for two years. For two years, I was not able to sing the way I used to sing. And also talking was very difficult for me. And my voice was very low, low, very low. So when someone tried to call me and I was like, hello, uh, my voice was so low and I was unable to do my ex- vocal exercises. Uh, performing was difficult, but like I said, I already signed a contract, so I have to do those shows. Yes. Uh, but it, it's, it's really about when you, when you have those signs, it's, it's time for you to face the reality. It's just, just for you to, okay, now it's time for you to face your demons. So I went to therapy and yoga and also uh, running, uh, you know, being at the gym and training every day was something that just made me feel better. Uh, but each and every one of us, we are all different, you know. So if therapy works for me, maybe it's going to be something else for yes. another man. So I will say face your demons and don't be too 
harsh on yourself. Just be patient because you will you will you will need to be patient because it's not going to be overnight. I I really have to wait for two years to be able to sing properly. And many times with men, I don't know about you, but but many times we want the instant fix. And I think we live in not just men. I think we live in a society that um, you 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 know you've got I've got a decade on you, but. I think you and I both can can attest to the idea that when we were kids, things are a lot slower than they are now. If you're going to buy something, yeah. or if you're going to, you know, it, we, yeah. we live in a pretty instant society. And, yes. and what you're talking about to me, if I'm hearing you right, is actually uh, recognizing the fact that you have a problem and being able to kind of admit that, admit that, okay, things are, things are not the way they should be. And then yeah. taking steps and being patient as those mm-hmm. steps um, start to unfold as we move forward, uh, the patience to allow that. And, and you're on the other side of this now in many, many ways. I mean, you still have life struggles every day. You have these things, of course, we all do. And like you said, we're in the pandemic, but at the end of the day, you can attest to this. It gets better. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and it's funny you saying that because, um, in the music video of my single, I don't know, in the beginning, it's in the dark. And then it's, uh, you can see the light. And the thing is, I used the tunnel. The tunnel was representing the depression, you know? And so at the end of the tunnel, you can see the light. So um, I just want to say- I don't mean to stop you you there, but uh, you also finished the song saying, now I know. Yeah, yeah, because now I know what is the what what is the problem, you know? What is the what do I have to fix? What is the what's the, what's what's the issue, you know? So um and it took time, it took time for me to really know what was the uh, what was happening because when you um when you you used to internalize everything because I used to, when something is wrong, I don't speak about it. I always internalize everything. And at some point it's going to be bigger, 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 bigger. And then, and so um, that's why the end of the song, I said, now I know because it's clear. Okay. I understand why. I react this way and I understand why I feel this way. Now, now it's time for me to fix it, to face it and to move forward. Yeah. And I, I, I can't stress this enough. My life motto, and it's always been this way. It was, it was, you know, as I was starting, you know, my businesses earlier on in my career and whatnot, and I first started down the path of personal development, I stumbled across a, across, across a phrase um, you know, uh, the, the average focus on the problem, the great ones focus on the solution. And, and, and that's what I love. I love focusing on the solution and, and, and to speak to what you were just saying, when you move to the solution, you don't have to get to the result of the solution. Yeah. Even being on the path to solving shit, it, you feel better about it. Even when you're doing something to be proactive yeah. It's it your body starts to click in and go, "Oh, okay." And you actually do start to feel better even though you're not there yet, but mm-hmm. when you're on the way, you actually start to feel better, don't you? Yeah, yeah. It's so true. And I I remember that feeling when uh when I really faced what I was going through, when I 
was like, okay, so my brother passed away. I will never be able to see him again, but I know he's watching me. Okay, mm-hmm. so I want him to be proud. Okay, so I, I don't want him, and I know that he didn't want me to be miserable. Uh, so I have to move forward and yeah, and just to carry on. And that's, I, I know it, it might sound easy to do, but I, I, and I know it's not easy, but it's uh, uh, just believe in yourself. I think that's the key to believe in yourself, mm-hmm. to, to surround yourself with people with good energy. Uh, yes, I think that's one of the key to, to move forward. I hear you, and I appreciate that. You talk a little bit about the coronavirus and the pandemic as to where we all are, and I want to go back. Before we go into your other projects, and I want to talk about that next, but uh, speak to this a little bit, just because you're a, you know, when, whenever I meet somebody who, who loves music like I do, um, yeah. I, I think about when we're trapped in our houses. Yes, okay, yes, and it sucks, especially when you're a social creature. You like to go out, or you like to perform, or you like to do these things where there are crowds of people. I've said... I mean, I also like hard music too. And I've said, man, I need a mosh pit so badly. It's not even funny. I need, I need a concert. I need a, I need one of these experiences so badly right now, but music still connects. I think about, I'm a big Beastie Boys fan. And uh, when their, when their documentary came out um, on, on Apple, it, uh, I watched that documentary and I got so excited and I called a couple buddies of mine also trapped in their houses and, yeah. and, and either got them to watch the documentary. I actually watched it because a buddy called me. Um, okay. And we kind of listened to some music together, even though we weren't in the same room. And we were, we were music has a way of doing that. It has this way of, of, of connecting people. And it's just such a powerful, powerful thing. And it's mm-hmm. always been a powerful thing, no matter what culture or generation we've, we've, we've been in modern humanity. Um, music connects people, doesn't it? Yes. And the power of music, I, for me personally, music is my therapy, you know, because I, I wrote my own songs and uh, I always say to people, if you want to know how I feel, just listen to my music. Mm. Because I, I think like in, in real life, I don't speak that much about my private life, but um I'm an open book in my songs, you know, if uh, most of the songs, it's always about what happened in my life or something uh, that maybe a family member or a friend of mine, you know, went through. So it's always something close to my heart. And and yes, I agree. I think especially now with the pandemic, uh, music has been a good medicine, you know, it, it was just a way for people to relax and, and I don't know, just to uh, appreciate things more. I, I, me personally, I think we, everyone, us as a nation, maybe we took everything for granted. Yeah. And, and none of us were, were expecting that to, to happen, you know, none of us was expecting to have the pandemic and the world yeah. going to be, to stop like this. So um, I think it's going to, the world is going to be different because now I think all of us realize what is the most important thing now and what is not, what is important, what is not. And um, 
And yes, music is a, has a huge power. And I can feel when people release new music, um, because most of uh, most of us are now in you know in our house. Um, um, there is a lot of people enjoying music even more, you yes. know. So yes, I totally get it, and uh, that's why I I think the next music people are going to be very excited because this first single was to introduce myself, mm -hmm. uh, but. At the end of the music video, it's written uh, to be continued because, uh, yeah, it's going to be a journey. So ride with me. Uh, it's going to be a good journey. So, yeah. Well, let's talk about that a little bit because, um, you know, you got you were down on the canvas for a while and you had to figure out a way to get back up and you had to figure out the tools that you still had and get yourself some new tools. You did that. And, yeah. and now you're looking towards the future. And I, I'm, I'm really excited to help you promote and talk about some of the projects that you're involved with moving forward. And He Changed It is going to, as we grow, um, especially our early adopters, man, we're, we're not going to forget any of our early adopters. We are going to, uh, as we blow up, we're going to try and blow them up too. So uh, talk a little bit about, Ewood, about some of the things that you're, you're working on now and what's coming down the, what's coming down the pipe. So right now I'm working on a documentary uh, about mental health and it's called, I don't know how I feel. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, uh, 10 years ago, I lost one of my brothers from suicide and uh, I, I was thinking, okay, so how can I make a change? And I, and I thought, okay, I'm going to do a documentary, but it's just to be very clear, it's not going to be a documentary about my brother and it's not going to be a documentary about me. I'm going to interview people who went through uh, mental health issues. So either it could be depression, suicide, uh, being bullied at school, mm -hmm. being in a very abusive relationship mm -hmm. and I'm going to interview them. So I'm going to be the narrator in the documentary. And uh, so far I have five people coming from different backgrounds, you know, and they agreed to talk about, you know, their lives and, uh, and, um, and I put something on GoFundMe because the thing is, I want this documentary to be broadcast on TV in the yep. UK, in the UK first, and then I'm going to send this documentary to um, every school, but only for teenagers, you know, so I want to start around 11 and 12 because i feel like around 11 and 12 that's at, the, at that age you're supposed to have a conversation with your children and say okay so do you know what is mental health yes. and why i'm saying that is because i know you guys in the us but us it's the same in the uk we had many teenagers they took their own lives you know they were like 12 13 14 and i really want to change the narrative which is like I said, some people suffering and they feel like, okay, so the only option is to die. But I, I feel if, if we don't teach our children, if we don't teach people what is mental health and that there is nothing wrong if you don't feel good, mm -hmm. then it's going to be um, 
a problem. And and I'm asking, and I, I'm, I just want to expand that because sometimes people don't understand why I'm asking so much money. But um, I want this to document- This shit ain't cheap, man. <laughs> yeah. And, and the thing is, I want this documentary to be broadcast on TV and I want to be done by professionals. Yep. And the thing is, uh, it costs a lot of money when you yep. want to do something with, uh, you know, the best quality. And I don't want to be stuck in a situation where I'm going to have an appointment with uh, a channel and they're going to say, oh, Ewood, your documentary is great, but I'm sorry, the quality is not that great. So maybe it's better for you to uh, broadcast your documentary on YouTube. And no, that's not, it's not something that I want to have. So I'm asking people, and I understand we are in the middle of the pandemic and it's not easy, but I'm asking people to give whatever they can to donate uh, for the documentary so I can do the best documentary. Because I think um, we had in the past documentary about mental health. But my problem is that we have like, you know, it's mental health month. Oh, it's mental mental health day. But my problem is we should speak about mental health every day. It's not because I just feel like if it, you know, when sometime, when someone in the entertainment uh, took his own life, you're yep. going to have everywhere on social media, oh my God, rest in peace, mental health, rest in peace, mental health. So maybe for a week and then yep. it's done. Yep. And that's what you have right now because I just feel we have to speak about that every day. Um, I didn't want to be uh, to speak that long about that, but I just wanted to explain why I'm doing this, this documentary and why I'm asking so much money. It's because I want it to be the best as possible. And for that, you need to hire a team of professionals. Absolutely. So- and, and, and I can, I can uh, speak to that. Um, I, I know that uh, when, like when we do our podcast here, we've got a whole crew, we've got it. Um, as you know, uh, that we want to put our best presentation forward and it's only going to get better as, uh, as the pandemic, uh, loosens itself up and, and, and gets, uh, we move past that. I can completely understand why you want to make it, um, you want to make it as accessible as possible to as many people as possible. And the best way to do that is to present it in a beautiful format. And I understand that. Please tell us where the GoFundMe is. Um, is there a time limit to it or is it, are you going to keep it up for the next six months kind of a thing? And uh, um, where can people go to donate to this, Ewood, to help uh, get this documentary off the ground? So they, uh, they can go on my uh, Instagram page or Facebook page. So it's Ewood Music. So it's E-W-O-O-D-M-U-S-I-C. And also on my website, it's ewoodmusic.co.uk. And so there is the link on GoFundMe or even the, if, the, if you want to go directly on GoFundMe and you, you put, um, I don't know how I feel, you're going to find uh, the link of, uh, for the documentary and you can donate. And like I said, uh, if you want to donate one pound or two pounds or five dollars, it doesn't, you know, it's just give whatever you can. But the thing is, the reality is right now is that 
uh, I need support and I need help because it, there is still a stigma about mental health. So that, because I feel if I had said, for example, oh, my son is suffering from cancer and I find uh, a doctor in, in the US, so I need to go in the US to, uh, to meet this doctor. I, I, I feel that I will have get more support and money because you know, mental health, it's not visible in the first place. Does it make sense? So hundred percent. Yep. For people it's it's sometimes difficult for them to understand because it's not something visible. It's really in your mind. At some point it's going to be visible, but you know, when you talk about cancer or something else, you can see it's visible. So yeah, I understand the distance we have, uh, when sometimes people think about mental health and they feel like, oh, but is it something that bad, you know? But yeah, I really need uh, support. So they can find the link on my social media and on my website. And if they can donate or just, if they cannot donate, maybe just to share the link, it will be great. Because I think the more people involved, the more impact we're going 100%. to have. You know? And I can do it by myself. So I, I'm asking people if they can donate and share the link. You know, so. Well, and, and I got to say, um, this is something that, you know, you and I are both kind of in that Gen X age range. I just really appreciate that about the next generation that's coming up and how when they like something, um, they're willing to put their money where their mouth is. They would much rather crowdfund uh, their favorite artists so their artists can continue to be authentic than, yeah. than for some... Um, you know, I want to be very careful how I say this because there is, there is, I'm not, I'm not trying to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but there are some times where there are artists that we love that get, um, uh, direction to become as commercially, uh, accessible as possible. And many times that that artist, they, they, they dull who they are a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Like I always loved indie music growing up and, and, and whenever a band would get signed, I would always be afraid that the label would make them change who they were. Well, crowdfunding changes that uh, entire business model. And, and when, when fans or, or, or enthusiasts of, of an artist and the product of whatever that artist makes um, yeah. come together, well, they can many times create art that is so pure and you don't have a lot of people sticking their fingers in with their own input, uh, trying to make it a more of a commercial um, endeavor, you know? And so, so I dig that. I think a lot of people who are music fans will completely understand that message. I know I certainly do. I know I'm certainly going to donate personally. We are definitely going to uh, share this on social media. We would ask that of people that if you, if this message rings clear to you, first off, share it because you know, your share is probably even worth more than your money. And then second off, if it really does ring to your heart, five bucks here, 10 bucks there, you're not going to miss it. It's a couple cups of coffee. But at the end of the day, um, you could help be a part of creating something that is truly huge. And, and that's something that I can get behind uh, as, as those are projects that I have always, always been a part of. So, so don't, uh, I appreciate you being bashful about talking about it too much. You're not talking about it too much. In fact, we need to talk about it more. And I'm really grateful that you, um, you and I, before we started the podcast, we both use that G word. Gratefulness is, is a key to so much um, to moving towards solution for so much. And I'm really grateful for you and grateful for what you're doing. And I'm grateful that you are not just taking the skill that you have 
and going into um, a bunch of hot producers and saying, hey, here's the skill that I have. Go make me famous. Let's go be commercially successful and you'll change your message to whatever it is that's going to get you, you know, change your beats per minute to the, to the formula that people like to listen to on the pop shit. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just grateful that that is not your priority, man. Well, um, thank you so much because, and, and once again, um, thank you for having me on your platform, you know, because uh, mental health, it's so important to me. So I just want to make a change and, I'll, and, I, will, and I will fight until I, I die because this is something that I don't, I just don't want my, my son or someone in my family to, to go through what I went through without having the, the tools. Does it make sense? You know, if you, if you teach teenagers what is mental health, you know, I think the narrative is going to be different because, you know, you remember when we were teenagers, it's not easy to speak with your parents, you know, and, and so maybe if you're not comfortable to speak with your parents, maybe it could be your teacher. And if it's not your teacher, maybe it's going to be your nan or your granddad yeah. or someone else. But um, I, I hope, my hope is to change the stigma around mental health and the narrative. I just want people to know life can be good. Just believe in yourself and don't be afraid to open up. You, uh, you bring, up something, bring up something very cool, um, how you, you talk about, you know, you don't want your children to inherit this. He Changed It was created by two women. And, and people kind of sometimes scratch their heads and they go, what, really? And, and at the end of the day, um, the women that created this, my wife being one and her business partner being the other, and then they have a team of people, of course, many men on that team. But um, the, 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 the two visionaries and the dreamers, and I mean, you talk about dreaming in, in, in the song too and how important dreaming is. Um, they they dream of 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 this being a place where exactly what you just said, where they're kids because they're both moms and they both have boys, and their their idea was, well, what are our boys going to be inheriting? No, we need to figure something out, and that's yeah. where he changed it came from. And so I just appreciate where you're coming from. I'm grateful that you were here as well. Before we we're going to get going here because I told you it was going to go by fast. It's already it's we're already there. Um, yeah. Before we go. I just got to ask you off the cuff. We never talked about this beforehand. Um, you know, uh, music lovers love being pointed in the direction of new music. There's a UK rock band, uh, rock blues band that I am in love with. They're actually in my top five of all time. Have you heard of a band called The Heavy? No, sorry. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. Don't be sorry. I'm about to give you, I'm about to give you a gift right now. Um, oh. the, the, Heavy, the Heavy came out with a song that did make, uh, it did make it into our pop culture lexicon a little bit called How Do You Like Me Now? Um, okay. But here's the one, here's the one for you to listen to when we're done. Uh, the Heavy, and the song yeah. is called What Makes a Good Man. What Makes a Good Man. What okay. Makes a Good Man. British band, just unbelievable band. Yeah, just, oh, uh, I, 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 now, that, now that you know that they're around, I hope that you cross paths with them at some point. And if you guys are ever on a double bill, I'll make the flight. I'll come see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but seriously, Ewood, I'm really, really grateful that you are um, sharing your gift in the way that you are. I'm grateful that you came on here today. Um, I know when the podcast drops, we'll bug you a little bit to, to maybe come on the He Changed It app and people can ask questions and things like that. But we're going to put the video on the app 
And uh, thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you for being a light in the world, brother. Well, um, thank you for having me. Uh, it was just I. It was nice to have a conversation and, you know, us together speak about mental health and, you know, trying to make the world a better place. I think it's the first conversation of many. Yeah. I think when the documentary comes out, we're going to have you back on and we're going to do our best to help you uh, promote this thing. And, and, and let's not be strangers. Let's stay in contact with each other and uh, yes. we'll take it from there. Okay. Thank that you was so another much. episode of HeCast. They go real quick, don't they? Thank you very much for all of our support. Uh, the, it's, been, it's been extraordinary hearing the, um, the enthusiastic response to what it is that we're doing. And we, we, we're just getting started, baby. We're just, we're just getting going. And I'm just really grateful also to be here, uh, to be in this position. I'm the one that gets to sit front seat and have all these amazing conversations. If you haven't subscribed to HeCast, so he.cast, in both the Spotify and on the uh, the Apple Store, please please uh, subscribe. If you have uh, for the men out there, if you want to download He, just look for He Changed It in the app stores, and uh, He should be the first app that pops up. Uh, we're really grateful that you're taking a chance with us early on, and you ain't seen nothing yet. So for another episode of He Cast, the official podcast of He Changed It, I am Mike Chisholm. Thank you for giving us some of your time.